Welcome to Your Discovery Podcast. This is your host, Jennifer Agostini, and I am a life coach, yoga, and meditation teacher, and I just really froth on talking about all of the vulnerable and most confrontational topics and the ones that make people feel a little bit uncomfortable. So we are here today and every day interviewing people to bring some light, love, and freedom to every single topic and gaining some inspiration, some inspiration to become better people, some inspiration to help ourselves, help the planet, help others. And if you like what you hear and really enjoy each episode, then be sure to follow me to stay tuned with a lot of my offerings, which you can find on Instagram at jen.ago, or just go straight to my website, jenniferagostini.com. Reach out anytime with questions, comments, concerns, whatever comes up for you during each episode. I would love to hear from you. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to this fresh and fine episode. Today I interviewed a very good friend and client and breathwork facilitator of mine named Rachel Constantino. She is dope as fuck and just an all-around really knowledgeable, whimsical, and fun chick. And I just want to put a disclaimer out there and a sincere apology for all of the background noise in this episode. I tried to take it out, but I am either technologically challenged or I just can't, you know, can't actually do it. So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Don't worry, it's not too much background noise. It's just a little bit that may be a little bit distracting here and there, but otherwise you will have a great time with it, I'm sure. All right, enjoy every ounce of it. I know I did. I have here with me Rachel Constantino, and she is first and foremost a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and also a recent client, and also a very recent breathwork facilitator of mine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're sitting here eating papaya, so I hope that doesn't bother anybody that's listening. But you know, we can't resist a good fucking Thai papaya. <laughs> so as we continue to munch on this, I, yeah, what can you, can you introduce yourself to everybody listening? Okay. What do you do? Who are you? All right. Hello, world. Yes, my name is Rachel. Um, okay, so what do I do? So, I (laughs) work primarily with breathwork, coaching, and ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the process now of... bringing these all these modalities together into Mm. a unique package where I use coaching tools to help people identify bring awareness to what they're struggling with or things they want to shift in their lives I use breath work as a tool to release resistance release limiting beliefs thoughts expectations stories and then again coaching tools and space holding techniques to help move into what they want to create and achieve Mm. so yeah I really love working with breath work as a tool it's like an active meditation Mm -hmm. and 
I feel a lot of benefits from it, like right in the process of using it. So it's very something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. And just holding safe space for people to release and feel and get in tune with their emotions more and their thoughts and their mm-hmm. feelings more. I know that I know a little bit of what got you into breath work, but do you care to share about that experience? What brought you to it? Sure, yeah. It kind of all began when my best friend got home from India. Mm. Crystal. Okay. And she like had studied a lot of pranayama in India. And I had been doing yoga and I had been meditating, but like not regularly. Mm-hmm. And so she taught me some breathing techniques and it was when I kind of first realized that I was not breathing properly, like my whole life, mm. or was not putting any focus on the breath. Mm. And it really dramatically changed my life, like pretty, pretty rapidly, like just using breath work. Also, I find that I have a very active mind, so mm. meditation in itself is often sometimes challenging for me, but using breath work as a form of active meditation really helped me like get into meditation more mm-hmm. and get into my body more mm-hmm. which then led to like qigong using breath and movement more yoga and um then i started doing the wim hof method which is a super powerful method to kind of help control the nervous system more yeah so i was doing this when i was hiking through peru mm-hmm. and there's a big issue with elevation mm-hmm. change and um, I was doing the Wim Hof method every day, and it was completely changing my ability to hike and to like be in those high elevations and mm. still have energy. Yeah. Okay. And I just realized how powerful and how many different varieties of breathwork there are. And soon after that, started getting into leading breathwork journeys where we use the breath to go deeper into states of unconsciousness and release yeah. stuff. Yeah. You. You Which know, I just you did. just did. Like we literally, <laughs> just so everyone knows, had a breathwork session. Like fifteen minutes before this, we just had enough time to pee and cut up some papaya. Yeah. If that yeah, disturbs yeah. any of you, I'm sorry. Um, it happened at different times, by the way, peeing and papaya. That would be very impressive if it happened together. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah, and the breathwork practice, too, does bring you in connection on some level with your higher self. I mean, any kind of practice, but... Yeah, I find that the breathwork is a tool for releasing. So releasing anything that's holding you back. This is often physical pain, physical blockages, but also just thoughts and stories and limiting beliefs, doubt that we're holding on to. So as we release all of that, we're stepping more into our center, we're stepping more into our heart space, mm-hmm. we're stepping more into acceptance and mm-hmm. love, and from that space, I think we're all more capable of being a better version of ourselves mm-hmm. and living with more trust in ourselves and more confidence, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like beautiful, because before, you know, bringing in anything you gotta release stuff you can only fill a cup so much exactly exactly we're often so full and oftentimes I find people that often might get stuck in healing Mm -hmm. so we have to kind of let some of this stuff out we have to let out some of this stuff even like things we've learned sometimes we fill ourselves with so much information and so much knowledge and we have to kind of at some point let it go create more space to step into a different version or to step into something else that we want to create or some other version of who we want to be. Mm. We have to yeah, 
clean ourselves out so mm-hmm. that we can then have space to create what we want. Yes, totally. Totally. Yes. And you also just started teaching like yoga and meditation. Are you doing that actively? Not as much. I'm using... I do cacao ceremonies quite often, so in there I'm using lots of meditation. Um, And I incorporate qigong into a lot of things, so Mm -hmm. moving, connecting breath to movement, but not so much like yoga, sauna. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I did just get my yoga teacher training, but there's just so many different things I'm learning and wanting to do, and I realize I shouldn't try to do it all right away. Mm -hmm. So... I incorporate meditation a lot into everything I do, mm-hmm. coaching, breath work, and ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now my focus is on, yeah, bridging healing therapy and coaching as in helping people step into the future. Mm-hmm. So kind of bridging that gap between healing the past and moving into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you do, when you do healing the past... Do you also work a little bit with like ancestral healing or is it mostly in this life and this body healing? Um, mostly primarily focusing on this, this body, this, this, where we're at, where we're at with ourselves. But I find that a lot of people naturally bring up ancestral things during breathwork journeys. Mm. They often see, I've had a few women, a few different occasions who have shared with me that they seen their mother and then their mother's mother and then like the lineage of going back and mm-hmm. healing things that have been passed down through through it but it's not my primary mm-hmm. focus it's just something that um i found happens often mm-hmm. um but i don't focus i guess on that right. as a during as a, the journey yeah, yeah. yeah have you ever experienced anything like that hmm That's how much you healed it. That's how much you just let it go. <laughs> I think when I was doing medicine work in uh-huh. Peru, which okay. is also a huge shift in my life, like that's kind of what actually led me to see myself holding space and doing ceremony. Mm. Um, when I was doing medicine work or like plant medicine in Peru, you mean ayahuasca? I mean ayahuasca and okay. Wachuma okay. and Cambo. Okay, right. And as you were saying before, yeah. Um, during that, I had like visions of releasing ties and cords to my parents. Mm, cool. Yeah, but um, so I've had that experience in that capacity, but mm-hmm. not during like a breathwork journey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, plant medicine. We could talk about that forever. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. super powerful, and that I released so much, so many expectations I had on how life should look and how I should look and what my life should be like and what's right and what's wrong and just expectations of what it was supposed to be like and limiting beliefs and I let go of so much of this stuff during that work that I lived there for like a month and a half and um that was then how I was able to then see a completely different vision of mm. me doing ceremony yeah. and doing holding healing space and like that's what my whole entire life now is about but Again, back to that thing we were saying earlier, like we can't, unless we're first release, Mm -hmm. there's no room to see anything differently. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I had that full-on experience 
yeah. doing that. Yeah. I, like, feel really pulled to do that. Apparently there's some in, like, Copenhagen. Yeah, they're popping up more and more yeah. here in Thailand. It's like, but something that somebody did, just kind of going on to the ayahuasca route for a second, something that a f- kind of friend of mine um, brought to my attention with ayahuasca is that it's, like, the plant that you work with is a female plant, and it's really, like, holding this, like, divine feminine energy. And he was like, so why so often is it men who are the shamans? And it's something that he feels, like, very strongly towards, I think because he has some friends who he has two women friends who are shamans. Mm -hmm. So he probably, you know, hears about their perspective Mm -hmm. and stuff a lot. But that actually, I was like, wow, that's, like, potent and like with my limited knowledge on it I would agree I guess but do you have a perspective in that I can see and understand that viewpoint Mm -hmm. and see how it has merit Mm -hmm. I guess I would also say that so first of all I want to say that like when I went to Peru I knew I wanted to do medicine work but I wasn't gonna just like pick a shaman online and go I went and I was like, I'm going to let the universe bring me who I'm meant to work with. Mm -hmm. And that is then what led me to finding my shaman, who is a male. And um, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what I really, I think, believe is that not everybody should be a shaman. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just, it's a saying that's becoming cooler to, like, be be a shaman. And Uh I don't think that everybody should be or is is able to, capable of. Uh, I mean, I think we all have the ability to to tap into that, but I don't think that all who are practicing it have done done that work themselves. Yeah, it's like yoga teachers. Yeah. (laughs) So, I also think, you know, where did ayahuasca come from? It came from these tribes, people living in the jungle, just having a deep intuition of what plants to put together and how to create this concoction of a plant that created this experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you really are a really good shaman and you've worked with this medicine and you understand the plants and you understand how it works, then we all have a feminine and a masculine energy. So like, regardless of your sexual gender orientation, mm-hmm. like we all have the ability to tap into the feminine or the masculine. Mm-hmm. So yes, I still so think that safe, beautiful space can be held to go on a journey with ayahuasca who yeah is the grandmother mm-hmm. through the sh- a shaman who is a male um like i don't i don't i don't have that intuitive call that one is better than the other yeah but i do think like how long have you been practicing this how yes. long have you been working with this where did you learn to hold space for medicine journeys like these are important questions yeah to be not like are you a man or a woman or yeah. do you identify as a man or a woman yeah because too like Yes, the space is being held by a specific person, but, like, ayahuasca is going in you, and, like, she's she's leading. Uh-huh. She's leading the journey. So, regardless, like... But, yeah, you want to feel safe in the space. I think that's what's most important, is mm-hmm. if you feel safe with your shaman to have a deep experience and a deep release and... Yeah. Just feeling safe to have whatever happens happen. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I think it has also, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. And um, 
It's so funny because when you hear like one person's perspective about something and you like have no knowledge on it, i.e. what yeah. I just explained, you're just like, yes, yeah. I agree with you, you know? Totally. And it just like keeps you in that like kind of narrow-minded space. So yeah, I'm glad oh. I asked you that question because that's like a really solid way to approach it. And I guess, you know, you could say the same thing with yoga, you know? Like yoga was like created by like young petite like young ish not boys but young men Mm -hmm. who are petite and Indian Mm -hmm. and does that mean that every yoga teacher needs to be young like male petite Indian like Mm -hmm. it's just like no like but like I teach yoga where did I learn from I learned from like I have 12 solid teachers who taught me really how to be a teacher and 11 of them are men and nine mm. of them are Indian men. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, so that's, what, and then, but that's also not to say that to teach yoga, you have to be taught by Indian men. You know what I mean? It's just right. kind of like, are you, like, are you honoring the practice? Are you learning from people that, like, you know, that also honor the practice, honor the philosophies, yeah. honest, like, the anatomy of it and stuff, and not just, you know, people are like, I want to become zen as fuck and yeah the end (laughs) it's just like okay it's all about how much work have you put in yourself before you're sharing it or teaching it with others yeah have you put in the work yourself have you taken time to become really knowledgeable about what you're sharing and teaching and practicing Mm-hmm. So yeah, working with any teacher or shaman or healer, I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <gasps> are you ready to talk about love? To talk about love. Okay. Okay. We, we <laughs> could probably talk about like shamanism and all this stuff for a while. So, okay. First question. Are you ready? And remember, mm. you don't need to know the answers, even if your answer is, I don't fucking know. Okay. Say it. Okay, so the first question is, what does love mean to you? Hmm. I've been thinking about this recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what does love mean to me? Yeah. You can start with what you mean by you've been thinking about this recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody, this question was posed to me recently. Like, or how do you describe love, I think mm-hmm. was the question. Okay. And um, I really, like, had to take a, take a minute and, like, take a day actually and like think about it but for me um I want it now I'm wanting to describe how it feels but that's not exactly what but you can do it. okay yeah okay what about so, means you yeah, it's a feeling yeah yeah so mm-hmm. like yeah like love is a feeling it's mm-hmm. like a sense of I associate love with like warmth mm. and this feeling of like comfort feeling mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. to be to be mm-hmm. <laughs> um 
I once described it as like a warm cup of tea, like just so familiar and feeling held, feeling like mm. nourished. Um, so yeah, I think love is a feeling. And I, I had this realization the other day that I kind of like fall in love all the time. I could fall in love really easily. Um, in what way? Romantically, with yourself, with everything? With all, all of the above. Okay. So, like, I went out and I was selling cacao at a party. Like, fluttery feeling inside of you, but it was just, like, from life. Mm. And I realized, like, yeah, it's fun to fall in love. And I enjoy falling in love, even if it's with, like, a delicious meal or a papaya or a person or myself or an experience and it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm gonna marry this or eat this forever or give my whole life to this person this thing this event mm. but like just feeling that sense of love like that sense of open-heartedness mm. and warmth in your heart is such a beautiful thing yes yes Oh my god, that's actually like so beautiful. So it's nourishing, it's yeah. warm, it's like a cup of tea. I really like that metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just feeds you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feeds the heart. And I feel like heart is where I want to live from. And yeah, it's like love is nourishing for the, the heart. Mm. And so from that, when your heart is full, I think you can just live more from it. Lead from mm-hmm. the heart. Let your heart guide you more. Mm-hmm. We, I, I very often get stuck in my, my head, mm-hmm. in my mind. Like also like conceptualizing things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what does it mean? What does this mean? Oh my God, I like, do that all the yeah, time. They're like, oh, I felt this way. Like, what? yeah, what is that like? Just trying to, it like... It must mean something. Yeah. Or this person lifted this person. Or, like, I asked yeah. for a message and I got one. Like, what does that mean? Is that actually a message? Right. Yeah. Trying to think through everything. And the mind doesn't know. The mind only knows what it already... Knows. Knows. Mm-hmm. What it's already experienced. Whereas the heart, I feel, has infinite wisdom. Yes. Beyond what we intellectually know. Yes. So, I feel like love is, like, yeah, food for the heart and soul. Yes. And it's nourishing that part of us. Yeah. Do you think that it also nourishes the mind? Yes. But, but differently. Yeah, differently or that's not the main like I don't feel love in my head. Right. I feel love in my body and in my heart. Right. More so than my mind. I can think about it. Mm-hmm. I can conceptualize it. I can look at it and see it in other people. But again, even when I see love in other people and I'm like thinking in the mind, I'm still feeling it though. Like feeling a sensation of like, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so I think it's definitely for me at least more in my body and heart than yeah. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. Because, you know, fear is like, I mean, they say fear is the opposite of love. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, fear is more experienced in the mind than mm. love is. I think infatuation 
my perspective, of course, is more of like a mind experience than love itself. Yeah, yeah. Or like lust. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But lust could also be like a soul, spirit thing. Yeah. That's what I love. Mm. I love love. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hard to grasp, but quite easy to feel. Yeah, we've all experienced it, you know, whether it be, like I said, with your dog Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. having a child Mm -hmm. or falling in love in a romance. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all experienced love, but it's so hard to put into words Mm because it's not an intellectual concept. It's a soul experience or feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the questions, too, of like, you know, People ask a lot, like, have you ever been in love? And when they ask that, they mean romantically, typically. Um, And, like, Flo is the first person that I ever, like, fell in love with. But it also, like, wasn't, like, an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like, very slow. Um, So, do you find that there are certain types of love that can be an overnight thing or, like, an immediate thing? Or do you think that it love is something that will slowly evolve? Or do you think it's something that is always there for everyone, but we just have to, like, pull it out? Mm. I definitely think that love is always there. Yeah. I think that love always is within us, and it's always something I think that any emotion actually is any feeling is always there within us and it's just a matter of tuning into it and Mm. inviting it to be alive within us so in that sense I think love is always there Mm -hmm. whether we feel it or not it's always there and it's Mm -hmm. a matter of tapping into it just like there's always something to be grateful for even Mm -hmm. if everything around you feels like shit there's actually Plenty to be grateful for in every moment. There's plenty to feel loving about in every moment. I think that if love is to last Mm -hmm. long term, Mm -hmm. then it needs to be a slower building of a foundation. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, like I fall in love instantaneously. Yeah. Like, but I, I fall in love very easily. I get very excited. Like when I go, out, I go out to eat pizza at Adirac Pizza in Chiang Mai, which is the best pizza place in the whole world. Is it the vegan pizza place? No, it's regular. Okay. But you can get it vegan. No. Oh my god, though. No. They make like sourdough crust, and they make their own homemade cheese, and their toppings are amazing. Dude. I eat there at least. Like once every other couple weeks, like twice a month or something. But every time I go there, the moment my pizza arrives, I'm literally in love. I'm just like I love it so much. Uh-huh. And I mean, I always have can bring this up, but like too, like this papaya is so delicious. Mm. Like different. Like I, I fall in love with food a lot. Um, I fall in love with friends. Like whenever I meet new friends that are just like so awesome. Oh my god! I'm just yeah. Like oh my god! I love you like yeah. immediately, and I say I love you very easily and frequently, and I feel like I love very deeply my friends yes. and the people in my life. But I also think there's some similarities between like we were saying lust earlier. I think yeah. lust is a very fast form of love. Yeah. Where it's like intense and full and there and vibrant right there in the beginning. And I think lust can fade. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're to keep love going long term, it's about this slow buildup of like trust and really getting to know the thing or the person, mm. more probably the person, like from different angles and building a deep foundation that then the love can continue to go through. But like if you don't take time to build upon that first initial feeling of lust then I think it can fizzle away quite Mm. quickly Um, if that makes sense no that does that does yeah it's like actually it made me think of my quantum energy healer Peter Harper for anyone listening if you haven't heard the podcast episode with him in it it's fucking dope it's like a few back maybe three back or something Um, and yeah, he used to say that, or not used to, he still says, that the first, he's not dead, um, the first two years of romantic relationships are lust, but love is developing throughout that, and then it's after that, he's like, oh, after that, that's when, like, the real magic of love mm. really sets in, and it's, like, just the look in his face and, like, the settling in his, like, um, his body language was mm. like you could tell that he was like experiencing it as he was explaining mm. this to me but it kind of when you were explaining it made me reflect on that yeah as well yeah yeah because like yeah I, like I said I fall in love or lust super easily and frequently but I'm not like starting romantic relationships with everyone I'm like oh you're amazing I love you and I mean obviously um I'm not like eating pizza for every meal of my life because yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. Like, just because you love something right away or have this lustful feeling, like, yeah, you have to build upon that over time for it to, I think, enter into, like, deeper, different stages of love. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll talk a second about, like, my, my relationship with Michael. Like, we've mm-hmm. been dating now just over two years. Mm-hmm. And I still, you know, get feelings of, like, the excitement and joy when we see each other. But it's not, like, what it was when we were first dating. Yeah. Like, that deep honeymoon, lustful, like, oh, my God, everything is perfect about this person. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's faded away because, let's be real, no one's perfect. And, uh-huh. like, we're getting to know each other on a deeper level. But it's given away to, like, a deeper sense of love and, like, comfort and trust and like realness and now like loving each other on a deeper level of like seeing each other for who we truly are like at the depths of our soul level like feels like yeah it's like a different form of love but it's still love Mm. you know and I wouldn't say that one is necessarily better worse Mm -hmm. or whatnot but like I do think it takes time to develop that sense of love that I forget his name Peter yeah oh was. I thought you were talking about Michael for a second I was like you forget your partner's name <laughs> and that's on my face I was like what <laughs> um yeah. yeah yes yes yeah so you can um vouch for that yeah I mean I would agree with that statement. It yeah. feels like after a certain... You know, I'm not going to say two years, but like yeah, after yeah, yeah. time like of actually putting in work and building a really strong foundation that's built upon like trust and 
commitment to growth within the relationship and growth self growth like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only then I think do you reach a stage where like it's stronger yeah and it's more long lasting mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what I think yes yes I agree I so agree okay um I think that really concludes that question. Yeah, we really did that question good. That was good. Okay, (laughs) where do you believe love comes from? Ooh. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Well, because I'm thinking, like, I feel like love always exists. Yeah. It's always there. So, like, where did it come from? Like, hmm. That's interesting. Because I think, like, when a baby is born, it's, like, already capable of love. So it's something that comes beyond birth, like, before birth. Like, I almost think that... I mean, I believe going all the way back that like we're all made from the same consciousness Mm. we're all made from the same energy Mm -hmm. and we're all everything is only in existence because of polarity Mm -hmm. we can't have light without dark we can't have love without its opposite which i heard some people say is fear some people i've heard say is indifference yes And so I'm tempted to say that I think love is like the core energy and it's and it's it's opposite, whatever that is. Um are almost like that's what created what all that is. And so mm. it's just it's always existed and it always will exist and it came from source. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just a matter of tuning into it. Because it's something that everybody, every baby has been capable of, is capable of love. Yeah. And I think they feel a lot of love. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just emoting. Babies are just feeling emotions all over the place. Even though they might not call it love. Like, Mm -hmm. and so, if that's true, if every baby is capable of love, that means every single human being who's alive is capable of love. Mm -hmm. Because it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And so it must have just always been. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Perfect. I love that answer. <laughs> I was like, I hope that you don't just try to like think of like it came from um I don't know, I yeah. can't think of something, but something tangible. I didn't nope. think that you were actually gonna do that. No. But yeah, no, it is. It's like I mean <laughs> me asking this question, I laugh because it's like it's like asking, Where do you believe the universe came yeah, from? Yeah, like you know, and it's like, oh my god, my mind like physically cannot, or intellectually cannot expand to yeah. that like, actually like to that like circumference of yeah. knowledge. It's just... exactly when you asked me that. This is what I thought of that. I was like, okay, well, do I believe in the Big Bang Theory? Like, what do I believe? Where do I believe the world came where from? Did, yeah. That's where love came from. Yeah, is this all a dream? <laughs> it's not a dream because you're listening to this. <laughs> um, Does that mean it's not a dream? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I actually like sometimes get really tripped out in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way being like, whoa, this is like, this is a fucking dream, you uh-huh. know? And like, holy, holy shit. And, um, I was talking to Flo about this the other day and it was when I entered, um, a space just for a moment of being like kind of freaked out by it. Like, whoa, holy shit, this is actually, like, just a dream. Um, and then I was like, what is reality? Like, like kind of just, like, bah, for a moment. And he just looked at me and was like, babe, mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling right now, all the love that you feel, especially, I'm feeling it too. And I can tell you that this is real. And that just, like, brought me right to mm. a level of, like, and it and you know all he had to do is really like bring up this like this love and kind of place it into an almost tangible form mm-hmm. for me you mm-hmm. know because I'm like yes I know what it is because like it exists here it exists yeah. elsewhere but yeah and it's pretty easy to bring me away from a negative space <laughs> <laughs> just usually mm. need one word of wisdom and I'm like I'm back so reaching from that reaching 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 from, I mean, I guess breaching. Reaching from that topic, um, how does love speak loudest to you? through physical like connecting with other people Mm. Um, yeah so like having moments with others Mm. Yeah. Where I just feel fully present mm. and like seen and feel that I'm fully seeing this person mm-hmm. and like um like really looking into someone's eyes and mm. experiencing like a moment of presence there mm. with each other and maybe that's through like a conversation or through just silently like hugging or mm. looking into each other's eyes um i think it's almost like i'm realizing this right now as i'm speaking but it's almost like love looking back in on itself like mm. seeing oh my god yeah yourself in another or like seeing that vulnerability like from another like connecting in that way of like raw authenticness yes is like that's just super powerful. And so, like, I feel that. I can, like, even just, like, close my eyes and drop into that state. Mm. So I can feel that a lot. So, like, that's why I feel like it's, like, one of the loudest ways that love speaks to me. Um, yeah, so, like, connecting with another. I definitely can feel love alone, too, you know. But there's something about, I think, sharing that with another person and, like, feeling a sense of deep connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um 
And even too, also like when I do ceremonies, like cacao ceremonies, I do connection work. So I have other people connecting. So I'm often not even the one doing, like receiving the connection, mm-hmm. but like watching other people connect too, like really brings up a lot of like emotions and love for me. Like watching other people have this type of experience of like really seeing each other, mm-hmm. really being present with each other, really like going beyond the surface level bullshit to like connecting on a yes. deeper level of energies through touch and movement and eye gazing and breathing um and like I can feel that so powerfully when I'm even leading that and like so yeah I think just like connection through other beings yeah <laughs> I was like are you gonna keep going with this it's very <laughs> Spaced out sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love speaks most loudly through connection. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, another form of connection, like sexual connection or like oh, yeah. sexual union, like, such a powerful way to feel. Yeah. Feel that love. And, and that to presence. like, yeah, and experience, like, like, sometimes I get this when I hug Flo. And I'll be like squeezing and I'll be like, I just want your body inside my body. And I know we can get that through sex, but I mean like, you know, it's just this like feeling of like, and I get yeah. this with friends too, actually. And I'll just be like squeezing them so mm. hard. And I'm just like, I just want to like become one. Yeah. And it's such a like blissful thing to feel mm-hmm. of just like, eh, like <laughs> get in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking a minute though to note that like you are one. Yes. You're totally. one and the same, just like expressing differently. And it's, yeah, it's almost like we're trying to put that very like figurative belief that, you know, many of us have of like we are all one. Because it is quite figurative. I mean, it's not like we literally aren't one person. <laughs> um but yeah and like put that all into like a space of just of just knowing that you are one mm-hmm. in this like kind of literal sense mm. like not physically but yeah I mean physically kind of well I guess I mean, like, yeah. not your body's not my body, but like, we're all in, <laughs> we're all in, plant, we're all on planet Earth, you mm-hmm. know, like, this is like one planet. You could mm-hmm. also say that, like, this hand equally doesn't belong to me as much as this hand doesn't belong to me because there's actually, like, you know, it's like that concept of like our entire bodies are like little planet Earths because mm. we hold the, the same, like, water to land ratio mm. and we're equally. I don't know if it's equal, but we have... Because, like, apparently our bodies are, like, 99.9 and 39s present space. Mm. Um, and the the Earth must be close to that, if not that. Must be. Or, because, even, be, or even higher. Because it's cells. Cell, cells are yeah. mostly space. Yeah. So everything is mostly space. <sighs> wow! <laughs> Okay, next question. Because I know yeah. you have to guess. I know you have to guess. Um, okay, so how does love affect the work that you do? Oh, I'm 
in all the work I do, mm-hmm. I yeah, like I bring I I I bring love into my work, and that's like a main intention and um, theme of the work I do a lot. I think like. Um, I like to do work that I feel good about and mm. I feel that I'm helping people and I mm. feel that I'm making a contribution and a difference and I think all of those are actions come from the space of love and I don't know we say in coaching as you know like we're not here to be, be liked. liked we're here to love people mm-hmm. and so like I try to embody love when I'm holding space, when I'm holding ceremony, when I'm doing um, a session. And so, I mean, I think also love is kind of what brought me to my work. Like, I was very unhappy with what I used to be doing Mm -hmm. as a high school geometry teacher. And then I like followed my heart and I followed what felt good and I followed what things that brought me a bunch of joy and love and feelings of excitement and love and that's what led me to doing the work I'm doing now. So, wait, what is it? What is it? <laughs> How does what love is affect it? the work that you do? Don't so many people do this. They're like, wait, what was it? Because then you end up going on about? some like tangent and you're like, what am I even saying right now? <laughs> So, um, yeah, trying to embody that space of, like, I'm here to help. I'm here to show people love. I'm here to help people love themselves more. I am, the work I'm doing, I'm wanting to, yeah, help people heal themselves, love themselves more, but then then to spread that and, like, helping other people to spread love more, too. Mm. So, like, I feel like... It's very present. And I feel also that, like, I'm very... A lovey person. Like, I love everything. I I very much, like, in my heart. Like, very open Mm -hmm. to all people and situations. And try to always see the silver lining. Which can sometimes be not always the best. But um, love is very present in the work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And trying to... Yeah, share that, spread that, help people live it more, mm-hmm. help people live lives that they love. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are trapped in situations that they don't truly want to be in, um, whether that be work relationships, yeah. lifestyle. And so wanting to help more people figure out, first of all, what it is they do want and love, and then how to, how to do that, how mm-hmm. to embody that and get that. Mm-hmm. So. so in a way, like your work encompasses love and you and you encompass love oh yes and I can say that as a witness mm. and as your friend thank you yeah 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 okay. I think I, I like I like that the question right yeah I like it okay yeah. our last question is oh wow, yeah. oh, wow. we're all right there oh my god um what area of your life would you like to welcome in some more love in? Mm. 
Well, two things come up for me. Mm -hmm. I think the first... Something I'm trying to develop more is this deeper trust of myself, mm-hmm. which I was talking to Kyra last night, and the word confidence comes from fidere, which means trust, so it's like with trust. Confidence mm-hmm. means with trust, so it's like trust of self. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to develop more trust and confidence within myself um I it's there Mm -hmm. uh, it exists but I often as I shared late earlier I think like I often get in my mind a bit too Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. and I'm often thinking about all the things I didn't do or haven't done or need to do or limiting thoughts limiting beliefs um and so comparing your current self to your to the expectation, your expected self. Kind to of my, de- yeah, compare my current self price. to my desired self, to other people, to even past self versions of me, like in different capacities. Just, yeah. Um, just sometimes feeling like I'm not doing enough or I'm not, a, I, I'm not enough or, um, yeah, so sometimes I just get caught in negative internal dialogue. I suppose loops Mm -hmm. and so I think I think that I could use a bit more love in the capacity of um, just trusting myself and just um, knowing like things are working out and just relaxing into that truth and that acceptance and um, you know, loving not just the things I'm proud of, but like loving my faults mm-hmm. and loving loving those limiting thoughts. Like, oh, I see you. Like, I know you're trying to. Mm-hmm. You're there for a reason. You're trying to help me, but like, mm-hmm. just loving. I think more fully. Like, it's easier for me to. It's so easy for me to love things that are awesome and beautiful and great and helpful, but like. I think that's how we transcend our shadows and things is how we, we learn to love them. We learn to see that they're there as teachers and to support us for further growth and giving them some love to help shift and transcend these parts of ourselves that don't look like they're awesome, mm. but they're there for a reason. So I think bringing love into like more of my mental talk and more of yeah. my like. I I do I I mean I I do love my I love myself mm-hmm. but like I think I could just grow a bit more in like full whole acceptance yeah yeah and love like super loud super proud yeah super um, potent yeah persevered love for yeah. the self yes never shy away yes yes so. Is there any last little... <laughs> Your face. Your face. <laughs> Our faces together as one. Our faces together. Um, is there any last like little piece of wisdom or little <sighs> thing that's just pulling at you and you're like, I need to fucking share this. It can be related to love. It can be totally different. I guess I just want to share or invite people like to know that like yeah love is always there it always exists Mm. and so 
I love to do a practice like where I just like close my eyes and I think about things that I love mm-hmm. and feel my, myself like feeling those whatever emotions are associated with love for people like mm-hmm. just letting them come up and then I even like to like walk around my day and like imagine that I'm shooting little beams of love out of my heart at people like, uh-huh. like when I'm like riding my motorbike I'm just like and I think it's a beautiful practice to help stay in the heart mm. and to, to stay in a space of love. And I think, like, we all have it. It's just a matter of not closing. Like, when mm. the world shows us things that aren't so magical or beautiful, it's our tendency to just close, to close the heart, to close off. But if we could stay open even in that then they don't then those we don't like attach to those negative occurrences and like we just let them flow through us mm-hmm. and and flow out of us and mm-hmm. then we can stay still in our hearts in a space of love if we don't close them mm-hmm. so i guess that's all i want to say is just like love is always here it's just a matter of tuning into it and trusting that you can embody it anytime mm-hmm. you can feel it anytime you just need to not close. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah, just stay open to it. <laughs> that's what came through me. Beautiful. Okay, so if anybody that's listening wants to touch base with you, be coached by you, have a breathwork session, get some fucking Reiki, get some cacao ceremonies, where can they reach you? What yeah. Can they do? So my website is rachelconstantino.com. And also same name on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I'd love reach out. Just say hello. Sick. Do you have Instagram or anything? Instagram, it's rachel.holistichealing. Cool. It's my Instagram handle. And they'll all be in the show notes. Oh my goodness. Show notes, they're so handy. You put all the juicy shit in there. <laughs> Watch it or listen to this episode because it's awesome. And also here are contact details. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, well, well, thank you thank so you. much. This it was, was so awesome. fun. Yeah, it's great to have these little conversations with you. Yeah, totally. What a beautiful idea. I know. And it's like, even though it's recorded, it's still like a great just opportunity because I'm like, I get to indulge in these like dope conversations yeah. with, with people that I love. Yeah. Thank you for all making my me think more about love. Yeah, you're welcome. Those are some good questions. I hope it stays with you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love, I love you. Mm. Good cuddle. Yay. Get inside of my body. Get-